Hey, I'm Ashley Simpson, and I'm 19 years old. Some of you guys might know me as Jessica Simpson's little sister. I just moved out of my parents' place and got my very own place. I worked up a sweat from that. I have a great boyfriend. <laughs> I just signed a record deal with Geffen Records. This is not the end, not the beginning of the end, but the end of the beginning. It's a bit scary because I have so much work to do. There is so many other things when it comes to doing your album. There's writing, there's recording, there's marketing, there's styling, there's all these photo shoots. It's such an exciting time in my life. I can't wait to see what happens next. Hey everybody and welcome back into the Y2K Pop Universe. I am your host Justin and I will be guiding you through the Y2K Pop boom which is roughly around 1999 to maybe 2007. I don't know. Depends what you ask. But anyhow, uh, today we are talking about Ashley Simpson and in fact all of season two we are covering Ashley Simpson's debut album autobiography uh last week we covered track one and now we are on a little song called pieces of me which is track two and single one of autobiography so let's not waste any time here y'all we got a big episode ahead of us let's go Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Thank you so much for hanging there with me um, on my Instagram. I did put that I was taking last Sunday off. It just got too crazy, uh, my Easter uh, Sunday. I did have a big party with my family, so I wasn't able to record. Usually I record my episodes on Sunday night, and I edit them as well. Um <laughs> We don't. In, in hindsight, I think that's I could do better because <laughs> that is a little scrambly. So I'm actually recording this on Saturday. I'm gonna try recording on Saturdays and then editing on Sundays. Um, not that a lot of heavy editing goes involved into these episodes, but you know, I noticed that I say uh and like a lot, and sometimes I want to trim that down a little bit because it's a little excessive at times. <laughs> So for your listening pleasure, I do kind of go in and, and, and I add in little bleeps and blops and things like that. So I hope you had a wonderful Easter if you did celebrate that. But let's get back to business, okay? Um, another reason that I didn't want to like rush the episode recording process is that this is such um, a big song and it was a big moment uh, for so many reasons. So. Um, I didn't want to rush anything on this because this is a moment that really made Ashley and also broke Ashley as well um, because this was her debut single from her debut album and it was written, for, I guess the inspiration behind it was, of all people, uh, Ryan Cabrera, if you can believe it. Um how 2003, how 2004 can you get with Ashley Simpson writing a song for uh, Ryan Cabrera? So there's that. Um, so now I hope that when you think of Pieces of Me, you're always going to think of Ryan Cabrera. Because <laughs> I didn't really realize that. I kind of forgot about Ryan Cabrera um, in that sense. Um, but I will say that 
fashion-wise, as a as a male who didn't really know what to do with himself <laughs> in 2004. I think all guys dress like that in general um, in 2004. Um, maybe not. Maybe it was... No, no. I, I fashioned myself after Ryan Cabrera. I'm not going to lie. I'm not even going to pull any punches. Um, I had huge hair just gelled up bro oh my god i mean now i don't have any hair um but i had a huge head of hair and i think it was because i used so much gel now that i that i lost all my hair <laughs> I, I do have hair but it's just better to just i shave it because it was just not a thing anymore um and that's my advice to you i'm gonna go off topic we're just gonna have a chit chat okay if you're trying to save your hair, just don't. I, this is just my opinion. Like when you notice that you start going bald, or that your hair is thinning, or your hairline's receding, like girl, just shave that shit. Like it's. I know people get hair transplants, and I've seen it on TikToks. That's like a thing that people get hair transplants. But let it go. Let it go, girl. It's not supposed to be for you anymore. Really, I was, you know, they have all these things. And I was thinking, like, I'm not going to, I don't really care that much. I could give, I give face, so it's all good. But, like, that's really the least of your problems, honestly. So, um, anyway, my little sidestep there. So, Ryan Cabrera and Ashley Simpson, were they dating? I still can't really tell. Um... This song was shown to be a work in progress on episode four of season one of the Ashley Simpson Ashley Simpson show. Um, and she is seen writing the song with John Shanks, who I had never really seen before. Um, he's cute in like a daddy way. Like I definitely give him a holler now because he's like kind of i don't know he's just he gives me he's he's a daddy right um and not in like the the newfangled i'm talking about like i like what see i hate that the word daddy has been misused daddy you need to look like a dad not daddy like you're still like super like uh conventionally attractive like i like dads who look like dads does that make sense like bring Make daddies great again, right? Um, and so they're writing the song, and I think that's great because it's showing that Ashley is putting in the work. Um, she's collaborating. Now, how much of it was for the cameras? How much of it wasn't? You know, blibbity blobbity blue. Who's to say at that point? Let's not make a mountain out of a molehill. What we see is that her and John Shanks are sitting together and they're writing and they're just kind of vibing. And she seems really excited about this song and she's writing it for Ryan Cabrera. <laughs> so, um, because they are kind of like dating or they have this weird relationship where I feel like when you see them interact, it's like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like they are. I don't know. I feel like Ryan was definitely more using this as a vehicle for him to showcase his stuff. My opinion. Um, just because the way that he interacts with her is so weird. But it's kind of like, I don't know. I guess when you're like 19 and 20, I guess that's how old they were. It's just a weird 
dance of you don't want to come on too strong, but you also want to show that you're interested. There was just a weird vibe between them. If you watch the episode, season four, it's called Valentine's Bummer. Um, and it, what happens is he promises her that he's going to write a song for her. He does write a song for her, and he was going to perform it, but he ends up not performing it, and then she takes it personal. Um, and, yeah. I don't know how I would react in that situation, really, but uh, it's neither here nor there. Um, somewhere along the line during the creation of Pieces of Me, um, they bring in Cara Diaguardi, and she kind of starts coaching Ashley on the delivery of the song. And it's really interesting because these are the three that ends up writing the whole album together. So this must have been shot at around early 2003 or so. So let's get into these iconic lyrics on a Monday, I'm waiting. <laughs> it's like, okay, on a Monday, I'm waiting. Tuesday, I'm fading. By Wednesday, I can't on a sleep. Monday, I am waiting. Tuesday, I'm fading. And by Wednesday, I can't sleep. Then the fall rings, I hear you. And the darkness is a clear view. Come to rescue me Fall with you I fall so fast I can hardly catch my breath I hope it lasts Oh, it seems like I can finally rest my head on something real I like the way that feels Um, then the phone rings, I hear you, and the darkness is a clear view because you've come to rescue me. It's a very beautiful song, and in the lyrics themselves are very melodic. As you can see, you can't even start to read the lyrics without singing the song because, because they're just so tied in rhythmically, you know, uh, which is great. That's the signs of a great song. Um, and the rest of the song is just essentially finding someone that loves you in your darks and your lights. Um, it's a very sweet song. And I have personally, I have some very sweet memories of it. Um, but it's not just because of nostalgia. I want to make that clear. It's not that... Um, and I want more Ashley Simpson's dance to come out of the woodwork. I hope that you find this podcast, especially um, Ashley's, because I need to make a clear distinction that Ashley Simpson and autobiography and pieces of me uh, are not good just because um, they're tied to nostalgic er uh, moments in my life, and I'm sure others too. Um, sure, there's I'm sure there's a layer of that, but this is these are genuinely great songs, um, and I think Ashley on this song did an excellent way of and and John and Kara, um, but they all did an excellent way of establishing a communication with Ashley and her core audience, um, people who watch the Ashley Simpson show, um, because the song really. 
um, just breaks down how first love, how first, it doesn't even need to be about love, but because I know it's a love song, um, but this is just about, I mean, I remember my friends and I at the time who loved Ashley Simpson, like BFFs, like just saying like, you like we would sing this to each other because we were BFF. So you can take this song universally and apply it to love, or you can apply it to friendships. Um, because this can be about uh, someone just having a deep relationship with you and seeing your good and your bad. Um, and I notice that songs that tend to have uh, a universal appeal uh, tend to be classics because it doesn't have to just be about um, a specific moment in time or a specific situation. Um, this can be applied to a love interest. This can be applied to your friendships. So um, that's what makes the song so great. And also, uh, Ashley sounds great uh, on the song. They show multiple times of her in the studio, and it is her singing in the studio and she sounds great Kara is coaching her on her vocals and uh her tone is great raspy kind of just a cool um vocal performance very warm uh, and she just sounds very present on the track and probably because she co-wrote it and um I just think overall the song is iconic. It's fantastic. Is it my favorite? No. <laughs> but that's just because there's so many other great songs uh, on this album. But it is up there. I mean, you couldn't have Autobiography, the album, without Pieces of Me. Um, and I can't think of anything else that would have helped launch the song uh, album better uh sure maybe the title track autobiography but that's a little too on the nose you know we already have spent an entire summer of 2004 getting to know her and stuff like that so i think you know that would just would have been an overkill like all right we already do know you um but this is the, another side of her that uh, there's no way there's no other song that could have started this album the Ashley Simpson show must have just been constantly filming uh, because really we get thrust into Ashley's big first performance still in season one uh, of the Ashley Simpson show. So she does dye her hair brown because uh, at the beginning of the season she has blonde hair. And I think it's also great that she dyed her hair brown. First of all, she looks great as a brunette. She really does. She has big blue eyes. So it's just that combination stands out. Um, like I would... <laughs> I would get, no, no, I would want green eyes, like, growing up, because I have, like, pretty, like, dark brown hair, um, but just that look, oh my god, like, having, uh, colored eyes with, like, dark hair, um, oh, it's hot, like, it just is, blonde, eh, I mean, it's, I'm not into blonde, so it doesn't really impact me, but, um, she looks great as a brunette, um, and it does kind of, um, 
differentiator from the pack. Um, so she goes into the promotion cycle with brown hair. She shoots her album with brown hair. Um, and she makes her big performance debut on Jay Leno. Again, how 2004 is that? Um, because that was the thing is in this time, in this era, is that you made... Uh, huge promotional campaigns on late night talk shows and morning shows and concert series and things like that um, and reality shows. That's that. This was the new medium, um, the Ashley Simpson show. Um, and I gotta say, it was expertly done because to think that the the show started, I think. Um, in around the spring of 2004, and by the end, it was just perfectly timed uh, on the release of Pieces of Me and the album. So, J- Joe Simpson, that was like, Joe Simpson was the, fr- oh my gosh, I'm just having this revelation. Joe Simpson was like the first Chris Jenner, right? In a way, if, if you agree with me, or if, if I'm wrong, let me know. But now that I'm thinking about it, he is the first Chris Jenner. Right? Because like he he had, you know, Jessica is to Kim what Ashley is to like Kylie. Rise and shine. Or whoever the other one is. Uh Kendall. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, cause at this time it was crazy. The world was obsessed with the Simpson kids. Um, they yeah, they were. Uh on every you know, MTV and just taking over the world. So geez, what a time. So yeah, she makes her debut on Jay Leno and she's just performing the song everywhere. And one of those places oh the before we get there. Um the music video the music video. Standard affair. Um she is just performing in a studio. Um, just, I guess, this is kind of like your introduction to her. So she's just performing in a studio, uh, barefoot. Uh, she's wearing a tank top that says punk. Because she's punk woke. And she's wearing a cute little pink skirt. And um, she's just having a good time, jamming out with the band. There's clips of the Ashley Simpson show interspersed between there. And that's pretty much it. It's, you know... It's just, it's a video. It's nothing crazy. Um, it's kind of like 2004-ish because it's like a washed out, kind of like a a, a, a blue filtery. Like if you look at it, you're like, yeah, this is 2004. Um, just the way, it's like uh, oversaturated, like a uh, face. It just looks like something I would have done. Because at this time, like I was super into like, um, this was just the time that digital was and the internet was so new and fresh and exciting and um editing software was becoming a little bit more uh friendly thanks to iMovie so i was making videos with friends on iMovie in 2004 and like you could uh play with all of the um image settings on your on your footage so you were only, you were, you were only you were like your own director finally like so this looks like not something I would have filmed in that movie but like I was learning the t- the tips and the tricks of the tools because this is something that I was playing around with in iMovie just changing the color settings so um at the time you can look back you're like oh, okay yeah that was just the look at that time is to just really turn up the the contrast um 
of your images. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you, but that just was the zeitgeist was at the time. Um, so yes, she's performing this like crazy. Um, by the time she performs this on SNL in October of 2004, the album is a smash hit. Pieces of Me is a smash hit. The show is a smash hit. Everything is perfect. And she's only had one single. I don't even think the second single had come out yet. Um, Because she doesn't perform that. She's on SNL. She's going to perform Pieces of Me first. And she's going to perform Autobiography second. Um, So she does Pieces of Me first. It's fine. Um, And then, obviously, we know what happens. Um, I remember, I think I was out... Something, I was, you know, in high school, I was, like, always out doing stuff, and I came home late. I did watch SNL, because SNL was good at the time. Well, this is, I would watch Mad TV first, and because Mad TV and SNL came out on Saturday nights. Um, Mad TV came on earlier, and then SNL would come on, and I would, like, flip back and forth. Um, and at the time, I think I was out with friends or something like that. Um, so I missed her. I know I didn't see the performance. I knew I was busy doing something. I don't remember. I don't remember a lot for so many <laughs> chemically induced reasons. I don't remember a lot. But I don't remember specifically how I found out. It was just like I knew somehow it happened. And as it goes... She starts the song thinking it's going to be autobiography. It's not because the backing track of Pieces of Me starts playing. Um, It doesn't get old. Like, watching it, I get the same ick watching it that I did now as I'm sure I did when I first saw it happen. Um, Just shock. Um, And... Basically, um, Ashley's world just kind of just crumbles after that. It's insane. Um, Now, unfortunately, she did blame the band for this. She said they started playing the wrong song, which why that would cause your vocals to start singing like ghosts. Um, that had nothing to do with the band. Um, I will say they stepped in, and as soon as they heard Pieces of Me start playing, they started playing Pieces of Me um, again. So, hey, they stepped in. Um, they didn't just, like, walk off, but she did walk off. She did a little awkward dance and just walked off. And that was that. That pretty much, unfortunately... I mean, luckily we did get, like one more single after this um, at that time. But it killed the album. Um, And I guess I won't sugarcoat it. It pretty much killed, like, the potential of Ash's career. Um, Yeah. And looking back... Okay. Um, Looking back, this is 2004. Earlier in the same year, We just had the Janet Jackson Super Bowl incident where Janet Jackson was pretty much left to fend for herself because Justin Timberlake ripped off the piece of clothing. Um, 
a wardrobe malfunction, whatever you want to call it. To me, it seemed like it was planned between the both of them. Um, It planned to be a quirky moment. But when the shit hit the fan, I'm going to have to mark this for cussing, right? (laughs) Well, it hit the fan and um, he pretty much just left her out there. This was 2004, February 2004. Um, And yeah, so we already went through a public cancellation um, in 2004 of a pop star. Um, granted, I think Janet's was way worse um, for so many reasons. Um, but just in general, like just the way the public reacted to that was, once again, really overblown. Especially just given where we are now in the world and society and just how silly it was. I don't even know. This world is so freaking stupid, man. Like, I... That's just a whole other podcast. That's just a me talking podcast. Um, But who am I? I'm nobody. I'm just here. But no, the world is stupid. Looking back, it's so ridiculous to see um, how we treated Janet. And... um, She's just never recovered recovered either, uh, unfortunately. Um, even in the later years where more accountability accountability has been held for uh Timberlake, um, she still hasn't recovered. Um, and neither did Ashley. And I will say Ashley's is on a lesser scale because there's so many uh societal layers to Janet's, but um, you know, Pretty much, she was caught lip-syncing, which is, it sucks, but, like, looking back and just looking at how the, how the backlash was so swift and so sudden, and I understand, um, uh, but... As someone who was a genuine fan and is a genuine fan of Ashley Simpson, like obviously these are the people, like the collective at large, who hadn't watched Ashley sing on the show. They hadn't watched her sing the song. They hadn't watched her uh, have trouble with her vocal cords, which is what happened. Uh, this is why she um, didn't sing live that night and when you think about it like i i don't think that the public cares or wants to know about just the the business of music um you know even though she's not like a balladeer and even the balladeers lip sync yes i don't think people realize how many people lip sync that even the ones that they think quote unquote can sing they lip sync why because if you're constantly singing your vocal cords are going to get worn out. And then you're doing interviews, and then you're doing this and that. And, you know, her, I mean, she literally recorded the album and then just went out. Um, and she kind of belts on her songs. You know, she's a, you know, uh, it's a rocking, rocker type of album. She is, I wouldn't say screaming, but, you know, she is belting. Um uh, so it's not a surprise to me that she developed vocal issues because she is doing a lot of singing. Even after I finish this podcast, I have to go take a drink of water. Even during the podcast, I'm like, shit, I've been talking for a long time. <laughs> um, and so every professional artist probably, you know, and she's been 
she was performing this everywhere. Um, you got to save your vocals, especially if you're having issues. Um, and I don't think the people, the general people out there understand that you have to preserve your voice. Whether they think it's, you know, you're a big balladeer or whether you're just a little, quote-unquote, silly pop star, you have to pre preserve your voice, um, which is what she was doing. Um, you know, because the, the angle is, well, why am I going to use my voice if I can just give it a break for a second? Um, but unfortunately, Saturday Night Live is typically a venue where you sing live. I think the first kind of time I saw a little lip syncing um, was when Britney Spears performed on it. In 2001, she kind of lip synced it a little bit. I was like, oh, girl, you really are supposed to sing live on this show. Um, but she, you know, she kind of brought it back, too. Um, but it is a, a venue that is traditionally, like, you have to sing live. Um, so I think maybe that was another layer to it. But like I said, 2004 was a shift because this is when celebrity culture was turning kind of going into overdrive and um you know we already had just canceled uh there was no actually no such thing as canceling back then it was just public black backlash um and we already went through janet now we were going through ashley and like there was pretty much no mercy um, at this time, it wasn't like you could just publish a thing piece the next day, um, like, like as a, as a normal individual, it was just like, you had the forums, you had message boards, but you know, you couldn't somehow get your little tweet out there and viral. And, um, I just think about how terrible, um, this little moment was because I think there was a 60 minutes episode about this and you can see that, you know, Ashley's running off crying and it does suck that she did blame her band, but like, I, I think that was the Joe Simpson. Cause I do think Joe Simpson's kind of an asshole. Um, he was probably like, blame the band. And she was like, okay. Cause I mean, I don't know. Um, I could see that happening, but it does suck that they kind of got the blame for that. Um, but yeah, it just sucked. Overall, I mean, what a terrible waste of an album. Um, because, you know, it just wasn't the same. Um, luckily, she she did come back in 2005 with another album. Um, but it's just that spark. I mean, this. I mean, she was on fire uh, up to this point. Because, I mean, there was just so much momentum. And the album had done fantastically. Um, it was just so successful. And the album is good. That's the worst part, is this is such a good song. If you look up Pieces of Me, and even if you look up YouTube comments and, and articles and, and retroactive articles about Pieces of Me, every person always says, man, this song is good. That sucks. Because it is. This song is just a great slice of pop. And... Um, it was just so universally well-liked um, because it is just a greatly constructed pop song. And I think that is because she collaborated with it. I think that is because she truly believed in it. And it's just such a shame that uh, the public just like 
turned it into a big joke. I mean, I get it. It is embarrassing and it does suck. Um, but I do think that, like, she was never really given grace again. Um, and what are you going to do? I, I just think it's terrible that uh, this happened. And this is why I didn't want to rush this episode, because there are so many layers um, to this. Um, because... It's just to think that it was it was this early in the cycle, and um, this album could have done so much more. Um, her career could have done so much more, um, and it's just so heartbreaking um, to pretty much see the career over just like that. Um, and it is the way it is, man. But yeah, what a banger of an episode, right? I mean, that's all I got for you today. But I think we covered the good, the bad, and the ugly. But I know we had a big episode today. But there's still a lot more to cover. Um, so we, I will be back on next week. Uh, regular schedule. Thank you for um, your grace and understanding. Um, and next week, we will be talking about track three of Ashley Simpson's debut album. But for now, I, I'm going to go listen to Pieces of Me. I'm probably going to watch some Ashley Simpson episodes. Uh, and I just love the... I don't love the fashion of 2004, but I just... I love watching these episodes because it's like, oh my God, that really is so 2004. Um, yeah. But anyway... Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, follow me on Instagram. If you can, just rate the episodes. It really does help, um, you know, uh, getting out there to the people. And we got to find our Ashley Simpson fans. Let's unite. I think that we need to do justice for Autobiography because what a great album and what a great song. And yeah, let's go listen to some Ashley Simpson, guys. Have a good one. And I'll be back next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Y2K Pop Universe. My name is Justin and I am the host of the show. And I just wanted to let you know that you can reach me at gmail at y2kpopuniverse at gmail.com. And you can find me on Instagram at y2kpopuniverse. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and I look forward to more episodes to come. This show is completely produced and edited by me. So uh, thank you for listening to my little pet project and I can't wait to see what the future holds. Bye-bye.